Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome everybody to tonight's Dash Radio Show. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest and my co-host Peter Mingles and I are, are going to go ahead and enjoy this guest because Wendy Stevens was referred to me by Barb, our super superhero Barb, my very dear friend, when I said I wanted an incredible, inspirational, and motivational story, somebody that could come on here and um, and really share her world. And man, Wendy, I have read your story and I thought, oh my God, I thought that I had a comeback story. <laughs> And then I read your comeback story, and i got to tell you, you have inspired me just from the written words, so I can't wait to hear about you and this incredible story about how you did what you did when you came back from um, some really, really dark spaces. So welcome to our show, and tell us about, tell us about you. Wendy? Whoops! I had a I had a glitch out there for a second, my friend. Wait, you know, you you said, you know, that, that there was this comeback. I was like, wow! I, I didn't even know I was ever there. So, well, I just know, this the, the struggling single parent on the verge of losing everything, and you had this incredible story. Yeah, I'm. You know, I feel really, really blessed. Actually, that uh, you know that there is the the opportunity. You know, to be able to orchestrate a turnaround. Lots of um, girls and women in this world don't even live in a place that they can have an opportunity to get to do that. So I I feel very very blessed. And you know, I it was it all happened quite by accident, right? I was really just necessities of mother of invention. There I am. I, I have a background as a as a coach, and my entire identity in life um, up to the point of being 35 years old was that I was a a jock, an ex-jock, and a mom. And, you know, when it came down to uh, my two kids depending on me, my back's up against the wall, I uh, was looking for what was a way I could be home full-time with my kids, one of those classic kind of experiences. I remember, Robin, I was working with a company who shall remain nameless for the purpose of protecting the innocent, and uh, a VP... Uh, actually had overheard me get off the phone with the school. My daughter was ill, and I had to leave and go pick up my child. A classic conundrum for the single mom, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the gentleman saying to me, when you know, if you have to leave early again for Haley being sick, you might want to find somewhere else to work. Well, I mean, you can jerk my chain a little bit, but that one was really uncomfortable. I went home that day. My daughter was more connected to one of my best friend's college-age girls that was staying with my kids for the summer. Because often the greatest blessing my ex-husband gave me was that I got to raise my children, and it was wonderful. So to be away from them was really a loss. And to see Haley light up with someone else, I reached down and grabbed the dirt. I was like, as God's my witness, this isn't happening again. And for me, uh, it was like, how can I, how can I work from home uh, not have to get my, you know, my chain jerked. How can I have that freedom and flexibility to be there for cheerleading and bake the cupcakes and all that fun stuff? And the truth is, I was the last person anyone that knew me would have picked to be a successful online marketer. So it really happened by accident. Well, you know, I got to tell you, I understand completely <laughs> because, you know, I, I tell the story, you know, my, my kids always saw, you know, the phone up in my ear and my finger up with one more second. But, um, and I, and I, I say this, I say it a lot, you know, working from home as a, as a stay at home mom who was in network marketing, um, it was always a situation where I never felt like I was being enough in either direction. I always felt like when I was mm. working, I wasn't with the kids. When I was with the kids, I wasn't working. But at least I was there, you know. Mm. And um, there's so many women out there who wish they could do what we've done. And, um, you know, so so how did you make it happen? 
Well, you know, again, I, I would say just kind of right time, right place, you know, because if it had been a traditional approach in network marketing, you know, friends and family and getting up and getting dressed and going out and doing meetings, well, that never would have been an option for me, frankly. So and I, it was dumb blind luck. I bumped into two of the top Internet marketers in the country. Um, my first opportunity, a gentleman that went on to do the online marketing for Kevin Harrington, the celebrity host of the television show called The Shark Tank. So um, there I am, completely dyslexic girlfriend. I'm henpecking with index fingers, right? <laughs> I remember watching my first webinar. You're going to how do I make money on Google? And I follow the webinar, and I turn on the keyword list, and I get up to my desk and go in and make macaroni and cheese for Haley, right? Flipped on the campaign, go make macaroni and cheese. I came back. 45 minutes later, $10,000 sucked off my American Express card. Mm. Painful experience. And, but I've never, ever let, you know, the one great piece of advice my dad gave me was it's how quickly you get up from the mat. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's not how hard you get knocked down. It's how quickly you get up off the mat. So I definitely made a commitment that I wasn't going to let that define me. Right, that I'd stay open Google because really it was what I'd learned was the uh, was was not the path to really being successful there. So I set out to master it, and uh, and I learned a couple of things a little bit at a time, showing up with great leaders, great mentors that opened up their playbooks. And the truth is, if I had been traditional network marketing, I could never have been all things to all people. But the fact that I had the opportunity and the real privilege to learn online funnel marketing, where you really could set up a marketing system that would work for you 24-7. I know people like to say, oh, that really doesn't happen. Well, if you master the art of lead generation, it takes time and hours to learn to master it. But when you are a master it, then I'm from my home office, truly, you know, I'm prospecting from home. I'm following up from home. I'm doing three ways. And when the kids came home, phone went off for about three hours, and that was our golden time together. And then, you know, the truth is if my kids had been younger, I don't think I would have had the kind of success I had, only because, you know, they, when my, by the time my kids, my, my, Bo and Haley were um, 12 and, and 14 when I bumped into this industry, so they had their friends, and they, you know, I'm taking into competitive cheerleading and taekwondo, and while they're both doing their thing, you know, I'm, I'm prospecting doing three ways. So I could work my business around my life rather than the other way around. I think if my children had been really little, um, it would be a, a different deal. So there's kind of the moon and stars aligned for me to have a special experience, I would say. But there's a lot more available for moms now because of online lead generation, no question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's um, it's it's an amazing thing. And and Peter owns a uh, networkleads.com. He owns a lead company, and he does incredible stuff. And I've always just been in awe of of people who have, you know, captured that whole reality because, you know, as somebody who did it the hard way and did it with the three-foot rule intact and, you know, handed out the business cards and met people in the deli line and 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 just old-school network marketing, I am in awe of what you do. <laughs> so, and I, I can't wait to learn more about it. Um, the minute I saw what you did, you know, the the first thing I said was, how do I do what you do and how do I learn from you? So, you know, even even those of us who have had success in all sorts of different types of marketing, I think, you know, we could learn a lot from, from what you've got and the systems you've put together. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about the guerrilla marketing side of what you do. Well, well, that's uh, that again is um, feels a little Cinderella-ish for me. I've, I uh, again, I met some tremendous uh, tremendous guys that had mastered, um, again, some very specific uh, video marketing, social media marketing, mobile marketing. Um, and in the end, this all led to be able, and, and by nature, the fact that I'm a single parent, and I'm looking for every form of marketing that could buy my time back, right, because the most valuable commodity all of us have, right, is time. So if you're Oprah Winfrey, Donald Trump, you or me, girlfriend, you know, we all have 24 hours. That's the great equalizer. So I always look for what were the clever ways that could buy my time back and really be able to get the biggest bang for the buck in marketing. Because I remember back in the day, hate dating myself, but I remember spending $35, $40 a lead on Google coming out of the gate. And that just that doesn't cash flow for 
you know, any new network marketer. It just doesn't, right? You've got same bait, same hook, same fishing hole. If we're talking Google pay-per-click marketing where you're going out and paying for an ad, I've got the greatest thing since sliced bread. Call me now or click here or whatever. Um, that was the way things worked nine years ago. But the fact is today there are so many ways to get in front of some terrific traffic, particularly as you're branding yourself, your opportunity, um, your expertise, your credibility, to be able to do that and, and grab organic traffic in a number of different fishing ponds. There's, there's so much to do. So the tr classic sense, I did not study marketing. I didn't. I don't have a single PE credit. Uh, most people think that I've, you know, have a, must have must have a PE degree. You played, no, I I didn't have to take any PE because I I played sports and uh, didn't take a single marketing class. I studied communications and you know went down the coaching route. But I learned marketing guerrilla style. Jay Levinson was absolutely my hero. I remember reading his book, um, Guerrilla Marketing, the original. It uh, came out in 1986. If you don't know who Jay Levinson is, I don't care what stratosphere you come from, you need to know who this guy is. Jay, um, according to Forbes and Entrepreneur, created the most successful marketing brand name in U.S. history, Gorilla Marketing. We were responsible for creating brands like the Marlboro Man, your good hands with Allstate, Old Spice, lots of iconic brands. The guy's a genius, really a genius. And I feel unbelievably blessed that... Um, you know, that he, he chose me to carry on the Gorilla brand name with local Gorilla Marketing, which was helping local businesses to create online results. Um, lots of fun. But I learned it Gorilla style. I learned it through practical application. And, and in the end, um, today, if someone were to embark in a four-year degree in marketing, what they would learn by the end of four years would be completely obsolete <laughs> from the day they started. So to go get a degree is really kind of, I mean, to understand the, the uh, you know, the philosophy, well, not just the philosophy, the psychology of marketing and the key foundational principles are super, super important. And I think education of all kinds is, is uh, mission critical. I'm a lifelong learner myself. But I, I better stay sharp today. If I'm not learning something new today about social media marketing, mobile marketing, video marketing, if I'm not staying sharp today, the next young buck will run circles around me 12 months from now. So it's all about, for me, it's all about staying current. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to come back right after a word from our sponsors and hear a whole lot more from Wendy Stevens. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur... You know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio and now back to the show and we are back with coach wendy stevens for those of you who are just joining us right now please get on over to www.coachwendystevens.com and check her out on facebook because she has an awful lot to go ahead and offer, and uh, we got to make sure we show her some love. Peter Mingles, are you there? Peter's right here. All right, I'm handing the mic to you, sir. Excellent. Well, thank you. Well, first of all, I just a, just a couple of things. I have total faith in Barb's ability to pick excellent guests and <laughs> Don's ability to pick excellent guests. So I didn't do a lot of homework on Coach Wendy Stevens before this call. So for some of the people that might be listening in it as well. Um, they might not know anything about you. And relative, to, and I, and I got to share with you this. I love to hear those stories. I am 
in love with stories relative to how people became successful. To me, where you are now is really important. Where you've come from, to me, just helps sell the deal relative to like why I like you so much. Now, I've heard when you said Coach Wendy Stevens, I wasn't sure what kind of a coach. In our industry, we have people that are coaches, and they're a little bit like those false prophets. It sounds like those Google guys were when they took you for ten grand. And our industry is swamped with people that collect money for coaching, and they consider themselves coaching. And then when I started reading your bio, I said, wait a minute, Wendy was an athlete. So you were that kind of a coach. Now, you're also also another kind of coach as well as far as helping people build businesses. But tell us about you, the athletics, the foundation that that formed, um, the discipline, the attitude, the get-up-and-go type things. Let's hear about that part of Coach Wendy Stevens first. Because you're going to come back well, next, you're going to come back on Tuesday um, to give us more of the technical stuff relative to what you're going to be able to teach us on the guerrilla marketing stuff. But let's find out a little bit more about the athletic coach Wendy first. Sure, sure, love love to. It's um, it's fun as I mentioned earlier. You know, my whole identity was that I was a jock, right? I really, and that was uh, my whole world was wrapped up in that. So why? Well, I was a the, the baby of five, I grew up, and my, my brother was uh, an amazing all-American athlete, uh, basketball, um, soccer player, and uh, actually he was 10 years older than me. And so I was a little kid going around to, to his games and competitions and grew up. He was my hero. I um, ended up, tennis was my whole life. It was my, my dream to play at Wimbledon, you name it. So I had a scholarship to go to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I played a, a player that... Many people in my generation know of my my senior year. Uh, actually, lost. I hate saying that. So hard. I lost six six four um, six three to Pam Shriver, who later went on to U.S. Open that year and and had an incredible career on tour. And that fall, my my brother actually was hit by a drunk driver, and it was the night before I was leaving to go to Chapel Hill. And uh, my brother spent about a month in a coma, uh, almost a year coming out of the National Rehab Hospital. And I watched my brother learn to swallow and walk and talk again. And from that moment, I never, ever, ever sucked my thumb. My, my mother was amazing. She looked for a way to be impactful and give back. And so she wanted to change things. And my mother became the um, state, well, she was actually head of Mothers Against Drunk Driver, president of Maryland and was responsible for 274 pieces of legislation. And I watched my mother coach in an arena that uh, probably wasn't really easy to walk into. She had to learn new skills. She, had to, she was testifying before Congress. But I watched my little mother learn new skills out of this strong, passionate desire to have an impact. And that was incredible schooling for me. And so when I then, um, myself, actually, I, I had an accident too. Incredible as it is, that's the Phoenix from the Ashes story. And uh, I also had a car accident and wasn't able to play tennis in college. So I walked down to the University of Maryland as an effort to stay closer to my brother and closer to my family. And uh, I found some amazing people. You know how that happens in network marketing? You meet some wonderful people. It's like, oh, I want to be a part of that team, that tribe. So I walked on at Maryland, very fortunate, walked into Sue Tyler's office, I remember, and uh, this was a dynasty. I mean, they had had multiple you know, championships. And I asked how I could make myself valuable. Like, well, you, you could learn to play left-handed. And that's actually exactly what I did. I went out of that office, used my left hand to open the door. I brushed my teeth that night, and I really wasn't very uncoordinated. And I learned some new skills. The same way a lot of us have got to learn to reinvent ourselves, whether it's online, offline, sharpening our styles, learning your new skills. So as an athlete, I, um, I was privileged enough to get to uh, to get to become a um, three-time All-American. We won the national championship in 1986, played in the U.S. team, played World Cup, and then uh, moved, to, moved to Nashville, Tennessee, two beautiful children, and then had the opportunity to, um, to be the head coach and start the program at Vanderbilt University. And I'll throw out one more thing there before I take a breath. I, I, I always look for ways to innovate a little bit. Take a model, successful model that works, um, which in this case for me was to go back and sit at the feet of my coach, Sue Tyler. She won back-to-back national championships in field hockey and lacrosse at Maryland, two different sports, Ronald Reagan's White House twice. 
So no one had ever done that before. Now, I went back and sat down with Sue and said, okay, Sue, I want to I build a championship program. What do I do? And she opened her playbook. And I, I literally took that recipe and then just looked for a couple of paces about my own personality, my own flavor, and I hired a guy named John Lombardi, Vince Lombardi's grandson. And we, um, that was an innovative role. It wasn't so popular to hire a male coach when you were a female head coach uh, in Title IX um, early on in that era. But, yeah, we went top 20 in two years. Hasn't been done in Division One since. That program went on to Final Four, and I was in seven of those girls' weddings. It was the most rewarding thing um, I had ever done. I never thought I'd ever have as much fun until I ran into direct sales and network marketing. So that's my athletic background. What an incredible story. Uh, absolutely incredible story. So athletics, for all those parents that are wondering, maybe when they're taking their kids to the game or the practice one more time, was it all worthwhile? Well, you know what? Everything that I needed to know here to become you know, successful in network marketing, entrepreneur, ventures, you name it, I learned it all walking on as an athlete. Come to practice early. Make sure you have the uniform, right? Come with your shoes laced up. John Wooden would sit down and walk through with his freshman exactly how to master the mundane, right, the basics. How do you put on your shoes and socks? You don't show up to, to practice and not have your uniform on. You don't go to the away game and have the wrong jersey on. You've got to show up prepared. You've got to show up ready to just play full out because there's always going to be somebody that wants to take your spot. And bringing that kind of mindset to direct sales and network marketing, um, everything that I really needed to know, I had learned on the field. I just had to remember it and reapply the different ways it sort of appeared here. Excellent. That was, um, that was priceless. The, the whole last five or ten minutes was absolutely priceless for me. So thank you very much. So, mm -hmm. the, so the coaching was, was the one thing. You had to deal with adversity. I know adversity stinks, especially some of the personal adversity <laughs> that I just heard you've been through um, before. But could you have possibly reached the level that you did without the adversity? Uh, no, the truth is um, a absolutely not. You know, uh, the the second it, it makes us, you know, none of us like to go through it. It's just, it's rotten when you feel like you're sifted and sorted and you get to a place where you have to tie the end of a knot. But it's really, you know, when you're in the middle of that yucky spot, you don't want to hear this. You know, it's just you know, the kind of darkest before the dawn. But you know what? The truth is it plays itself out over and over again. It happened to me yet again later. And look, I don't think that I had the corner on tragedy or difficult. There are so many people that through way more many things. It's not that. It's just that this was my path. And round two was uh, I'd been through a tough time and I lost my mother very suddenly. She was my best friend. That was a that was a very big very big hit. But then I'm coming home from the beach with my uh, with my closest friend, and without the huge part of the story. There was a horrible traffic accident, and I, as I, this happened in front of me. I was tailgating behind my next-door neighbor, Haley's godmother, and uh, watched these two cars collide in front of me, and end over end over end. And my daughter is in that vehicle, and I ran up to get Haley. And just kind of mama bear comes out of you. Tore both my tendons, actually right and left arm, pulling her out. She was the only survivor of that wreck, the only one. And my daughter was miraculously given back to me. Now we all know someone that wasn't so lucky. So once again, fate hits, and I'm reminded that life is precious, and it's short, and we are not promised tomorrow. And there were people that day that lost their sons and daughters, and it wasn't me. So once again, when you know people came around, oh, Google's heart, I can't generate a lead, I can't call a prospect, you know, I just knew that that just so wasn't important, that I was still here, Haley was still here, and I deserve to be home full-time with that girl. So as trite as it might sound, um, it took that kind of the second defining moment for me to not be, oh, well, it would be kind of nice to be home with Haley, or, gee, wouldn't it be great if I could be one of those moms? No, I'm doing it. That's it. I'm here for a reason, and I know I'm supposed to be there with um, with with these little rugrats while they're uh, growing up. So I'm, I so feel very blessed. That yeah. was your defining moment. That's it. It was. The line in the sand. It was a have to, yes. 
So then what happens? So now you decided that you wanted to do something. You were going to spend some time with your kids. There's a lot of people that are probably listening in um, that would love to be able to do those things as well. And tell us about the journey. I mean, did you have a clear definition of where you were going to go? Or did you just kind of <laughs> you just no. start swinging? No. I just, you know, I really was kind of making it up as I went along, really and truly. But then you, didn't have a five-year business, you didn't have a five-year business no. plan? <laughs> no. No, I never planned at all. But I did understand the walk-on principles, right? I'm going to mastermind with other leaders. I knew as an athlete, I, I want to hang around with the kids that are starting, that are getting the most time with the coach. I want to focus on – sorry, I've got somebody hearing some noise. Oh, it's my puppy. Um, I want to focus on hanging around the people that are making it happen. That was true whether it was a practice field, whether it was riding to the game, from the game, and that's true in network marketing. The training calls, the people that you mill around with, the water cooler, getting coffee afterwards, whatever. I knew the law of association and masterminding with leaders. I understood that principle, and I applied it in direct sales as well. So that was a huge key. Yep, you hung out with the right people, or and and you didn't necessarily have a clear path initially, but you asked a lot of questions, like mm-hmm. how do I do this and how do I do this? M- maybe even mm-hmm. a little bit of a nuisance kind of asking a lot of questions because you really wanted to figure it out. Well, and I, I always mixed in. I, I never asked my upline or my advisor. In fact, you know, a couple of them disappeared, right? And you, you, you plug into the the next leader, and, and I remember people really using that as an excuse. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Come on. There's always going to be someone. There's always going to be the next coach. There's always going to be the, the next leader that you can plug into. But I never called and just was a professional question asker. I brought a three-way and asked a question afterwards. I took action and asked a question. I would take two other pieces of, of action and then ask three questions. But I, I always mixed action in with taking questions, so I wasn't just studying something. So there was always a balance between finding out and then applying it. Yeah, and everyone has their own balance with that, right? I'm not arrogant enough to think that, oh, this is the way you do it. No, you've got to figure it out. But in the end, we can talk all day long how to pedal a bicycle. You do this, you do that. You, but in the end, you have to get your own balance. And that means you've got to push off on the curb you got a risk that you might fall on your knees, and you just have to start pedaling, and you get balance. Excellent. Well, I think Axel is going to do one of our little commercial breaks in a second or so, so we're going to come back with Coach Wendy Stevens in just a moment. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back. (laughs) And we are back with Coach Wendy Stevens. For those of you who are just joining us now, make sure you get on over to www.coachwendystevens.com. And please, please continue, Peter. You are so, so good at bringing out the best in people, and I love to listen. (laughs) I love you. It's easy when you bring great guests on. Like I said, you had a, I always have faith in what you and Barbara are doing and, and bringing Coach Wendy over here, and I'm, I'm glad that she's that kind of a coach because I, I, I always understood the importance of athletics, and I knew how important it was for anybody to have any level of self-discipline. So I've always learned with people in our industry, uh, the network marketing or home-based business industry or any kind of an entrepreneur, find yourself that was an athlete you know, that did it. Find yourself somebody that was in direct sales that did it. Find yourself somebody many times in the military that did it because they have those levels of self-discipline. So I know, Wendy, you, you mentioned it as as we started, and it's worth certainly emphasizing. Uh, 
well, relative to the successful people that you run across, is there anything that you would share with us as far as, you know, here's some of the characteristics and 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 key uh, qualities of people that are successful? Because they might come in all sizes, shapes, colors, all of that type of thing, but is there a common theme towards people that are successful that you've been around? Yeah, there absolutely are common things, Peter. I'm glad you, you brought this up. I've got a, a dear friend of mine, um, my kind of my closest guy friend um, in the world, and uh, he's an iconic NFL legend, actually. His name is Norm Johnson, and Norm won the Super Bowl with the Steelers, nine-time Pro Bowler, then with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, top ten all-time in the NFL uh, as in po- is, uh, kicking points, excuse me, uh, as, a, as a kicker. And Norm's also been very successful in direct sales. And we had this conversation actually just a couple of days ago. And, you know, the, the couple of key things. One is that it's a myth. Most, the most I see it, so many new people in direct sales and network marketing struggle because they expect to do it perfectly. Like, I just watched that person. And now watching and mirroring and matching is super, super valuable, by the way. But to really understand that you just want to fail a whole lot. You really do. You want to listen, listen, watch the best, get get a really good idea of what you know what you think it is. But man, you really do have to take action, right? You you absolutely have to. And to to fail in some in some sense, we're taught that we or we have, what we have to do is to do it right. Well, you know what? There's a science to what we do, but then the art part comes into our own personalities. And so to really embrace failure that, look, when I move someone off my prospect list, in or out, which are you? It's leaving the mucky in between where they're just time vampires and you're stuck up in things that aren't efficient or effective. You know, to go ahead and move someone on or off your list, on and off your follow-up list, to assist and sort um, is an incredibly valuable process. You know, one of my favorite books here is Malcolm Grebel, The Outliers. It talks about that 10,000 hours of mastery. And the truth is, when you hear someone that's really mastered a platinum level of prospecting, there's, there's, the repetition is the mother of skill. And so don't be afraid to fail. If, you, if you're attached to the outcome, that you will be successful. If you lock the back door, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going anywhere. They stuck $10,000 off my credit card. I will not be beaten by this. It might take me longer than anyone else, but I am maniacally committed so that I will not let this define me. So if I watch, if I mastermind with leaders, I listen, follow a duplicatable system, people who have had success, and I'm willing to fail over and over and over. You know, Facebook uses that model. Fail forward fast. Fail fast. Just get it. go ahead and get it out. Look at, you know, come on. We've got Michael Jordan's 50th birthday, right? Michael Jordan missed more game-winning shots than anyone else. He missed more. He made more, but he missed more than anyone else. Right, we know the old adages, you know, Babe Ruth, strikeout king. The same thing. It is about taking action. Oftentimes, um, it's imperfect action will win the race over someone that's an analysis paralysis sitting on the side of the road figuring out how to do it. So as athletes, sometimes people talk to each other in athletic speech, if you will, a little bit more uh, aggressively than they might in a politically correct arena. So as one athlete to maybe other athletes, I, would I be putting words in your mouth if I said, unless you're willing to take the chances, stop fooling yourself, you ain't going to make it. Is that fair enough to say? Like for, Absolutely. Like, like on the athletic field, you know, we've all, you know, you push and you shove and you, you kind of, trash talk and sometimes you're doing those kinds of things and you have to have you know you're sensitive of course to other people's needs but you got to be a little bit on the aggressive side and sometimes in the world of being politically correct we're afraid because everybody's got to win and come home with a banner and you don't want to say anything that might actually make anybody feel bad but from one person to another you might just say listen in that one quality if you aren't willing to take some risks and fail, like if you haven't failed three times so far today at something, you're playing it too safe. You ain't going to make it. Is that a fair enough statement to say for those people that like to be talked to in that fashion? It's actually a raw, honest answer because there are, there are some valuable ways they get to experience 
you know, direct sales and network marketing. But the truth is, I couldn't agree with you more. If you're not the person that's like, give me the ball, put me in, coach, give me the ball, I want to take the shot. If you're looking at the phone and going, well, I don't know if I want to, hey, you know what, have a seat. Have a seat. You go ahead and have a seat in the stands, and you can watch the game. And that's valuable. There's a valuable thing to show up and just be a part of viewing the game, but don't don't deceive yourself, right? That's that's being a spectator. This is about getting out of the stands and onto the court, right? Let's get up off the bench and get on the field. You couldn't have said it more clearly. It it is about going. Give me the ball. I want to take the shot. I might miss, and I'll hustle and get my rebound, and I'll make it with that second shot. You be that person. You can walk on and decide how much success you want to have in this industry. But I really couldn't agree with you more. If you're not, if you don't have that level of focus, that burning desire that you want it, then there are too many other things that will come up that will grab your attention. So I I absolutely agree. Understand the difference between, you know, showing up, walking on, and and getting playtime because you want the ball, you want a shot, you want it more than someone else. The difference between that and sitting and watching, and that can be valuable too. Just know that there's a distinction between the two. Right, which one are you going to be? I remember when I was um, in direct sales for the very first time, um, I had wanted to quit, and everybody quit. Everybody felt like quitting. And um, I remember one day I went up to my my manager, let's call him the coach of the manager, and I said to him, Joe, I feel like quitting. And he says, oh, well, you're normal. And he says, you're going to feel like that every once in a while, probably about like five times. And I said five times, you know, thinking like five times I'm going to want to quit. What's wrong with this picture? He says, Peter, if you're not if you're not wanting to quit at least five times per day, per day, you are taking it too safe. You're not doing the demos. You're not doing the prospecting. You're not being disappointed by one that wasn't going to work out. He says, this is where you play. If you're going to be successful, there are going to be some things that happen. And those are the things, and then he kind of threw in the, successful people do the things that failures refuse to. And I think that's why athletes do so well in a lot of things because they learned what it's like to, you know, take a shot and not make it and then try it again. Or maybe someone yells something from the stands and then still do it anyway and face the hardship because they kind of get familiar with that and they translate whatever you want to call it. Some people use the word failure, disappointment, whatever. They just kind of translate it a different way. And I, I hear everything about you saying, Peter, that's the way I am. That's the way I'm training the, the people that give me money for the, the for the programs that we sell. This is what I've seen in other athletes, and this is really what it takes. And what I like about having you on this call is for those people that are sometimes listening in, you just need the straight scoop. I mean, did, did it take a raw amount of talent, or was it only talent, or was it perseverance, and was a lot of it attitude? So what are the... What are the key characteristics of those people? Is it just natural talent, or sometimes do you find that, you know what, just being a little bit above average in a lot of things is something that's worth it, but raw determination, that's everything. So let me hear it from you. Yeah, actually, it's, it's interesting. It's oftentimes some of the, the I, I'll, I'll say, reps or distributors that, that don't have the appearances of being the next network marketing superstar that absolutely have blown me away. So much fun. I've got a, a dear friend of mine who barely speaks English. She speaks pretty, pretty not so good looking Spanglish. And because we talked about this this morning, actually, because she had she she said she really had to listen at another level to survive, because it was a different it was a different language for her. It wasn't her native language, so she listens at another level. She doesn't just hear her prospect. She listens and really hears at another level. So this is someone that lots of people, ah, I'm not going to make it, you know. Um, and she's become absolutely one of the top network marketers in the Hispanic community, purely because what some people would say would have been a handicap for her allowed her to develop because of her burning slip and desire. She wanted it so badly. Again, uh, interesting, another single mom, by the way. Um, but she knew people were having success. She came up to me, I was speaking in a ballroom in Miami. Um, this was not someone that was connected to me. It's someone that was cross-line. And, you know, from Venezuela, bilingual, law degree, Harvard, super sharp gal, but really had a hard time understanding her. And she took that as what would, many people would 
consider liability, right? All of us have monkey chatter. Oh, well, if I was just good at this or people could just understand me. Well, that became her reason for being successful. So it's so often we can stop and listen to our monkey chatter and the very thing that's chattering back at us as to why we can't be successful, we have to just wake up and go, no, it's that I won't. And that can be the exact catalyst that could be the reason that you could be a superstar. So often true, don't you think? It's so true. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes talent necessarily is a curse. Well, and it and it can be because in the end, it's uh, you know, it's the world is full of super talented people that are absolutely stuck. You know, I remember uh, I don't know if it was a uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a um, wonderful show that was done about people with Mensa IQs, and I guess they. They had who was the smartest guy in the world, basically, in the end. I'll have to remember the name of the show. I'll, I'll mention it again next week. And this guy, so incredibly smart and bright, won the IQ or won some uh, quiz show, I guess. And uh, the guy was so brilliant and so talented, such an amazing critical thinker, but he accomplished absolutely nothing this life. Sorry. <laughs> they went back and thought, accomplished nothing. Because he missed the other core principles, and he was so his commitment was so big to being smart that he wasn't any earthly good. No, no, no one he talked himself out of taking any real action and getting anything done. You know, I, I completely concur with that because I know a lot of people <clears throat> who have uh, really, really amazing minds that just have no ability to communicate with other people. <laughs> right. They're, just, they're stuck with their own their own IQ. They're stuck inside their own IQ. It could be very frustrating for them, too. And it's some, some programmers that we know, right, Peter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, just a few. Almost every one of them. Thank you very much. Almost by design. Almost by design. So, so, so in essence, we're going to come back after a commercial break, but not just yet. But when we when we come back from the commercial break, we want to find a little bit about how you've made the transition from being more or less in the physical world. I would imagine when you're when you're doing the athletics and you're coaching and you're out there and you're, you know, mm. you're you're sweating it out and you're a jock and you're you're able to go out there and kick butt and take names and all that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden, we put you behind what an electronic <laughs> box with a keyboard. Right, you get a chance to peck at it, and then it's it has a little screen over there, and you can't really grab it by its throat and choke it. <laughs> and I want to hear about like how you made that transition because that's a whole new skill level. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't even yeah. get some of my most physical friends to send email ten years later. I can't even get them to suspend. <laughs> so that was a heck of a transition for you, right? Well, it you know to to go from. Uh, yeah, from from mastering a, a physical universe um, to uh, you know coming behind the computer, behind the phone, certainly a new skill set. You know, Mark Cuban definitely said it best. The the most important skill set for people, all people, baby boomers, Generation Xers going forward, is the ability to adapt to change and learn new skill sets. And that's never been more true than tonight. And it's still true for me today. I can fall asleep at the wheel today, and I'll be obsolete 12 months from now. So I've learned that. Um, definitely, I've learned. I've learned that lesson. The, you know, making the making the transition again. It really just comes down to how bad do you want it. You know, if I had not had a couple of those defining experiences, if I had had alimony or child support, it wouldn't have been so urgent either. You know, if if I had had that, I. Um, Waved, waved that off, and that was the position I was in. I made some stupid decisions, put myself even farther behind the eight ball. Okay. So Sorry. there was a so, so of wait, hold, hold up on that. We are way past our commercial break. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, 
hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And don't forget to get on over to www.coachwendystevenswithav.com. And I am so sorry to cut you off, Wendy. That's my fault. I'm the one who started talking when we were supposed to be rolling to commercial break. <laughs> no, no problem. I, 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 I thought I heard we were taking a break. and But, you know, hey, it's all about adapting and trying to acquire new skills. So thanks for passing the ball back. Um, yeah, you know, making that transition... It's interesting, you know, I, I use the old adage of necessity is the mother of invention, and it, it really just is, it's always about, you know, how, how bad do we want something? I mean, it's true. You know, like people say today, oh, well, I don't have the money to do that. Wait a second. Go back to when you were in college, and your friends were planning that trip to Cancun or wherever. You didn't have the money, and you went and found it. You went and figured it out. It's all about how bad we want it. Really, it's true. Um, and so... Again, for me, it was a combination. I think all of us have to really look. And as a coach, it's my, been my study of 20 years to learn that optimal arousal point. Because we were talking earlier about really kind of stretch goals. And, you know, if you think of yourself as a rubber band or close your eyes and, and have a rubber band and, you know, your index finger and uh, index finger on the other hand and just pull it apart, start to stretch it. As it stretches, there's natural tension that is normal. That reminds you and I that we're not just sitting back on our walls where we know we'll become obsolete, right? And and the truth is we're not gonna we're not really gonna break. We're not really gonna do that. But stretch enough, find for your personality, your temperament, the way you operate, what's that optimal stretch point that you are you are stretching yourself to do more, to be more, to provide more service, to show up in a deeper, more enriching way for, you know, the people you love and care about. And the truth is, the level of service that we provide for our reps or distributors or IBOs, whoever they might be, um, if we're going to stretch the level of service and the level of leadership that we're providing, then we're going to do something maybe a little uncomfortable, maybe a little outside the box. Um, and that includes acquiring a skill set. So for me, it was purely, yes, the skill sets were truly like alien outer space things to learn to do. I mean, imagine I... I uh, am completely dyslexic. I have some wonderful combination of ADHD, whatever. And uh, But it didn't keep me from hand-pecking on a computer. I remember uh, we had some we had some people that won a contest and got to come to the house and you know watch me do campaigns. And, and it was completely disarming because if we had a camera at this moment and you zoom in, uh, zoom in on my desk, it looks like Bruce Almighty. You know, you know the post-it notes everywhere? It's really kind of hilarious. It's It's... Post-it notes all over the place. It's not such crazy, wonderful organization. But I know the very simple, super simple system to take someone through my marketing funnel. It's so stupid simple, a cavewoman like me can follow it. So the point is, is I, I took the showing up, the walking on, playing full out, all those same things we talked about, the focus, the discipline, sacrificing. You know, I, I chose not to do yoga and bridge and other things with friends because I had to get my financial house in order. And if you kind of sort of want it, then you'll kind of sort of commit to it, right? We know what happens there, right? You treat network marketing like a hobby, it'll cost you like a hobby. You treat it like a business for whatever hours you're going to show up and work it. Then I show up early, I stay late, I play full out, I ignore, I mean, FedEx can come to the door. I ignore it. I am on my game like a dog on a bone. Did I just call myself a dog on a bone? I think I just you said did. that out loud. You did. <laughs> but, yeah, so to learn those skill sets is just about how much you want it. It's really about that. That's now, I had, we, when I was listening to your story, there were obviously some times where you said you were in trouble. Like when I say in trouble, like, you know, financially, emotionally, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I always... Uh, since you're in the lead generation business as well, I'm always kind of curious when I hear people say, oh, I spoke to that person and and he wasn't qualified for my time, or Mm -hmm. I spoke to her and she wasn't really a good lead. Were you ever Mm -hmm. in your life 
considered by someone who didn't know your situation not a good lead? Like, could people have prejudged about you? Oh, yeah. I love that you hit on this. This is so great because, (laughs) yeah, I love that you hit on this because I, I completely did not look. I really had everything that you would say that I, I would not be successful, really and truly. You, so um, when, we hear all those, when we hear all those people talk about, like, how they do prospecting, you wouldn't have qualified for my time. You know, have you ever no, heard no, that in one? Fact, like, yeah, no, have I ever heard that one? Are you kidding? I was making $35,000 a year as a Division One head coach at Vanderbilt University. So I remember being qualified at 100 grand. You know, I said that I wanted to make 70 grand. Well, that's twice as much as I was making, right? Wasn't that pretty good? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was being hard qualified as 100 grand, and they were going to hang up on me. But then I acted, like, a little bit more like an ace. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, I, I came back and, and fought, which is what's great about that is we all get to relax and know, wow, I can't say the wrong thing to the right person, and I can't say the right thing to the wrong person. I mean, you really, you really can't mess that up. But what is true it's how important gorilla follow-up is, because although I did not appear to be um, to be anything close to an ace, I definitely appeared to be closer to a joker. Um, I didn't, and that's the reason that these, you know, when we're teaching prospecting, we're all learning prospecting. In the end, trust your gut instinct. Do they sniff out? Do they smell like they've got a pulse? Like they're just a champion covered up in doo-doo right now and they just need an environment to be able to come out. Um, because, yes, you're exactly right. I didn't have any of the outward appearances um, of being an ace at all. In fact, a number of leaders um, in, in the company I got started with just you know, completely ignored that, what was going on, but it, it didn't matter because I, I understood the principles. I listened to the training no, I didn't have my upline hold me by the hand and say, Wendy, this is how you do this, because, in fact, they disappeared. You know, how many of, I, I was orphaned, and it was a great lesson because eagles and pigeons are different. And if you actually want to be on the game in this industry and be successful, you have got to jump out of the nest and start flapping your wings. In the end, you're going to have to do that. So for all of those people that might overlook maybe the person who isn't the the ace as you described it. Look at what you're probably missing. All those wonderful, talented people that might be just stuck in whatever might be going on at that time or maybe had never given a chance. But if you work with them and you build the relationships and you do the right thing, they could be absolutely positively some of your best and most loyal assets. So now I'm looking at a picture over here, and I see two children, and great-looking picture, so talk to, us about, talk to us about kids, because are they a motivating factor at all for you? Yeah, they're, they're, um, Bo and Haley are, are everything for me. Um, Haley is a sophomore now at Auburn University studying to be a teacher. I don't think there could be a, a greater calling. Um, we're all teachers in some form or fashion. My son um, uh, finished up at, at Cornell, and those schools were not even possible. You know, it's pretty amazing so stroke a check for 40 grand and, and not, like, just croak over it. It was just an incredible privilege to be able to, um, you know, to be able to uh, have those kind of results and, and be able, more importantly, right, to be able to help other people actually do it. So for me, you know, my, my kids mean everything, and I know it does for so many people on the line too. And I will share one of the best things I ever did, and you, you, no one's going to expect this one, one of the best things I ever did, you know how you make your dream board. I remember hearing Randy Gage, and I got my dream board out. Well, my dreams had died. I mean, I felt like Fontaine out of Little Miserable. Like, I whirled over. But I started to dream a little bit, and I went, okay, if I really, if I made $10,000 a month, I could wipe out this debt, I could be home full-time with Bo and Haley, and we would get a jet ski, so all the friends would want to come over and hang out with us, right? So I took my son... <laughs> this was so dumb and so ensured my success. I took my 14-year-old son over to the over the Honda dealership and he swung his leg up over that jet ski right in the showroom and fired that sucker up. I mean, boom, you know. And so he's wrapped around this thing and we get the brochure and then I'm going home going, what did I just do? What did I just do? So now I can't let this little guy down. 
right? We came up with, by the way, this is great for moms. We came up with a blue, blue cards and, um, I'm sorry, it was a red card and a green card. And when we would, they would, kids would come home and, you know, we, we'd hang out, we'd play around, we'd have dinner, we'd play two, five, so fun. And then, hey, guys, you're going to do your homework. And mom's going to go in the office. And I play sad and called leads on the West Coast. So I would get leads, you know, on the West Coast and be calling earlier. And Bo and Haley, they took care. They didn't come in. I mean, if, if Bo makes you bleed, Haley, you throw the red card in the door and I'll come out. But don't throw that card unless something you really need me. And they had buy-in. They were into it. They were fired up because they wanted that Jesse and, and Haley did too. Is a common element in people that do network marketing having a dog that barks in the background? Is that ours? Is, which one no, is it's that? actually, is that actually my neighbors. That, is that Dawn's or Wendy's? Because I think that's a prerequisite. My, Everybody that I know is successful always has a dog barking in the background. <laughs> it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a little symbol. So that's so cool because I know I've been over by Dawn's house and it's like she's got like three of these lop. What do they call them, Dawn? Those lopso opsu type of things and they bark like crazy and we got to shush them away. But I, my dogs were just barking. It's <laughs> up on mute. I was afraid that my dogs were barking cause your neighbor's dog to bark at the same time. So, so that little event that you did with your son sealed your fate. That was it. Yeah, in the end, it was. It was called. It was absolutely burn the boats. That's it. What was I going to do? Was I going to tell Bo, oh, sorry, Mommy couldn't do that, Bo, I'm so sorry. No, you know, not when I watched my brother, you know, come back from a serious real-life setback. Um, not when I saw, you know, really the angels literally hand my daughter back to me. It was like, come on, this doesn't even rank in there. So I'm going to go under it, over it, around it, figure it out listen to live prospecting more, mirror match the leaders more, show up and pay more attention, listen to another level, repeat back to my prospect what I think they've said to me. I'm going to grill a follow-up. I didn't leave follow-ups on the table. I didn't put it off to a couple of days later because I got Bo depending on me, right? And I am not going to let this little boy down. And, and it, that, I think when we set, see, that was a stretch goal. For, for some people in line, you might go, well, that's nuts. Okay, well, I was a little nuts. Um, but I think we all have to decide how are we going to play our life. We've got 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and we don't know when that clock stops. So I'm not going to show up to be lukewarm. I want to show up and be fully into Bo and Haley's life, and I, one of the biggest responsibilities I had to my children in let's just call a divorce what it is, it was, it was a failure. It doesn't matter who it was a failure. There's a lot of pain, a lot of impact for those guys. And I needed, I needed to demonstrate to my daughter and to my son, that, you know what, it's not about what happens to you in life. It is about what you do when that stuff happens. And, and they deserve for me to be there full time, and they deserve for me to get out of my stuff, out of my own way, learn a couple new skills, humble myself, because when I showed up, you know, I, I had been successful as a coach, but I didn't know, know anything about network marketing. And I was being Susie's sunshine salesperson and sliming people and failing miserably. And I had to sit back and go, wow, there are some people that are, that are experiencing success on another level. So I'm going to humble myself, put on a muzzle, sit down, shut up, be that student in the front row, and really pay attention because there was something I was missing. But I continued to stretch that rubber band because I knew I could control I could control how many leads, whether you buy them or generate them. I could control how many leads. I've got to know how to talk to good people. I've got to have enough good people to talk to. So I knew if I just controlled the numbers, and I, I, I was smart about learning something, ask a question, apply it. Learn something, ask something, apply it. If I kept doing that, I'd get a little bit better every day, adding to my 10,000 hours, and income starts to go up um, as the, the light bulbs go on. So... Very grateful for the process. Well, nice job. Hey, Dawn, I'll let you wrap it up. Fascinating conversation with Wendy. We're going to have her back on Tuesday. Go ahead. You wrap it up. Dawn. Absolutely. So everybody, make sure that you get back here on Tuesday night. We have fantastic guests. We have Monday, we have Denise Michaels. Tuesday, we have Wendy. 
Wednesday, I think we've got Scott Pullen. We have fantastic guests all next week and the week after. We even have Kevin McCarthy from the On Purpose Person, On Purpose Business. So we have fantastic guests lined up. We always have Bob Adams, our tax guru. So, you know, it's really starting to heat up at the Dash, and we're having a blast. For those of you who have not checked it out, please get out over to YouTube and search The Dash Harlem Shake, and you will see what kind of fun we had today over at our offices and um, what you can do if you stay home and decide you want to work from home. <laughs> so make sure that you go down over to CoachWendyStevens.com. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Peter. And, Alex, we should have our extra now. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.